This year is brought to you by Eshel Publications. Eshel Publications is a non-profit organization dedicated to spreading the Torah, Shiurim, and Sefarim of Rabbi Aaron Lapiansky. For sponsorships or more information, visit eshelpublications.com. Um, we were speaking about the Masorah of Torah Shabbat Peh. We spoke about Bez Nagodl. We mentioned the Gemara and the Chesimah Sagemara. And... Uh, why we can't argue, we mentioned two shitas. There is a um, specific, there are two specific points I would like to go over a bit in detail, I guess for information's sake, because it is an important piece of the puzzle. And that is as follows. We're very comfortable with Bez Nagodl. Bez Nagodl sits and they either tell us what the Messiris was and they then tell us that um, they they either use some sort of recollection of what the Messiah was, or they use the Yudimumides Hatarni dresses by him, and uh, fine, and that's how it works. Or they will make Tekhanis and Xeris, and that's also fine. This question is, our whole Gemara is full of drushes. Um, Chazal are constantly sitting and darshaning all sorts of halachas. Almost every machlokas is somehow totally with a drush or something. So we really want to know, um, could the Chazal darshan? Could the Chazal um, darshan psukim even though they were not beznagadol? And we said that the final um, compilation of the mesoras um, of the of the Gemara was... Um, had a dinner bed and got a con to some sheet, that's, that's fine. But the individual Tanorim Namorim are arguing and all sorts of things, and it, it, it appears to us that they're using Yudgilomidos. Um, can they? And if yes, could we use Yudgilomidos if we know how to use them? So this is a big Indian. Um, it's a two m- major places in the Rishonim that seems to be Machlokas. It's unfortunately hazy a bit, um, and uh, I'll try to just bring the information out. The first one is a big machlokas and sefer mitzvahs of the Rambam. The Rambam sefer mitzvahs has shrashim before. He has nine shrashim where he deals with explaining which mitzvahs were included and which mitzvahs were not included, how he got to the count of 613, these specific mitzvahs. The second shoras is in royal limnos, he says, I will not count as one of Tayag mitzvahs a mitzvah that's learned from a drasha. And why? So he says that um, he, uh, um, he's, he sort of explains that sometimes not everything that Chazal came up with in the 13 meters will we say that this was given to Moshe B'Sinai. And we're not sure that everything that comes from 13 meters from 13 meters is Rabbanan. Sometimes it's Mekubal for Moshe B'Sinai. And we also are masmechet to Yudgimomides. Sometimes it's a branch of, of um, the, the, the rices, and therefore we're not sure. So the Rambam 
it's very, very not clear what he means exactly. Um, I would assume the simplest explanation is as follows, that learning from Yud Gimel Midas itself can be one of many things, and therefore it's not clear to us that it is in fact a Doraisa. It can be an Asmachta, it can be just a, a branch of an existing mitzvah, and so on. That would seem to be the flow of the Ramban. The Ramban, who has a, a Ha'aris and Hagos on it, argues, argues on the Rambam, and I guess um, what um, uh, he wants to say is that, no, they are all the races if they learned from Yud Gimomidus, or just about almost every one of them. That is, um, seems to be Machlokas Rambam and Ramban. Um, very not clear if the Ramos is different or not. Just, it just if, if you look at the Lushen, you'll see the Lushen is, is kind of vague and exactly to pin down what he means is difficult. But it's accepted kind of shorthand as an Achlok is Ramban Ramban. If Yud Gimel Midas are the, things don't think are the righteous or not. There's a famous Rambam in the beginning of Hilchas Ishus where he says that Kedusha Kesef is the Rabbanan because it's learned, I'm sorry, he says it's the rich Sofrim. And the, there's a lot of um, debate about what the Risofer means, but that's the Rambam Ramban sheet, the way it's understood and accepted. Let's, there's another Maramokam that's very good to bear in mind. It's a Rashi and a Tosfus in um, Sukkah. It's an Aflam and Aleph, and, and Rashi says you cannot learn any drushes on your own. The only drushes you can have is something you got from your Rebbe which would accept for Kalvachoma, which is a svara, it's a simple logical svara. Now, um, does, Rashi mean, does Rashi mean to say it had to come with Sinai Mamish, or Sanhedrin could use it, but that Moroyim couldn't be done me'atzmo? Not clear. Toysus argues, and he says you can be done atzmo, and it tells us it's mashma quite clearly that Amoroyim and Tanoim could use Midos themselves, they did not have to have um, the, the specific drasha handed down in Sinai. So we have two Marmakomas and Rishon that are very, very significant. There's Machlokas Rambam and Ramban in Sefer Mitzvahs, Shorish Beis, and there is Rashi and Tosfos in, um, there's Rashi and Tosfos in Sukkah about using your given meters on your own, or do you simply have to repeat what you heard from your Rebbe and so on? I want to skip many generations. This type of thing was not relevant for many generations, but um, let's say 150 years ago, this became an explosive topic in Klal Yisrael. Um, the, um, the 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 masculine came along with the following point. They said Torah Shabbal Peh was made by the rabbis. And they used the Yud Gimel Midas are obviously very, very light in terms of how, how well they explained the Psukim. So basically they took their own ideas as far as and sort of padded it in with Yud Gimel Midas and um, feel free to change it, kind of. In other words, that at that time the big argument was not against Tarshav Iksav. Tarshav Iksav was considered and hallowed, and nobody had any problems with it. Torah Shabbat was the big um, red uh, f- uh, 
flag that kind of everyone charged at. And um, the basic premise was the Gimel meters themselves were invented by Hillel, and since he's the first person on record to use it, and it was a nice way of kind of um, covering up what they um, imp what they uh, implemented and what they really legislated, and to sort of pad it into the Torah and so on. That was the Maskilim's uh, stance, I would say. There were three um, responses to it. Three very different responses. The Malbum wrote um, his his comments were written on um, in the beginning of his Pirush on Yikra, and he says that the tar the Yud Midas are logical, impeccable ways of dashing. There are 613 klolim of diktuk that, knowing them, will completely illuminate what Chazal dashent. And he lists them. They are very sensible klolim. They make a lot of sense. They are um, really, really brilliant. And he explains all of uh, the medrashim, the halachic medrashim, on the Torah using those klolim. The Allah and Torah are the following. There's Mechilta on Shmos, there is Torah's Karnim, or Safran by Yikram, Sifri and by Midvan Dvarim. A lot of the drushes you find in the Gemara are found in these Medrashim. They're only dealing with Halacha, basically, and they're all kind of, this is what Rabbi this, this is Lamayat this. That's the nature of it, if you've never seen it. Uh, it's printed together with the Malbim, and the Malbim on the Torah in Vayikra, by Midbar Dvarim and Pontus is a Pirush on that rather than on the Chumash per se. It's a Pirush on Torah explaining how they derived it from the Sukkim. It, it, it is magnificent, brilliant. It, it, it really, really is extraordinary. Things that are baffling when you see it in the Gemara, the Malbum is, is, is extraordinary. That's the, the, the essence of it. Um, but people, but but at any rate, his point was basically that every that the Chazal used Yudgimel Midos and all sorts of logical, not only Yudgimel Midos, but a lot of things the Gemara says have lo of this lo matzin without a Yud with you know enksiv and and so on and so on. Every time Chazal used some sort of textual analysis, it's built on very very strong logical foundations. And they were able and allowed to use it to divine halacha from it. That is um, what the Malbim says, and he lists those columns, and that's how he explains all of those kohanim and so on and so forth. The opposite was a person named Rebutzak Isaac Halevi. Rebutzak Isaac Halevi w lived at the turn of the last century. Uh, like from the mid 1800s to, to you know, 1900s something and change, he was a Hungarian Godel who became involved, I guess, in Germany in these places. He became involved with the um, Maskilim, involved meaning he made it his business to fight them. Rabitzka Zikalevi was a phenomenal genius. Um, I mean, he, 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 the knowledge and his ability to uh, play with information is just mind-boggling. He wrote 
five or six fives, I don't remember offhand, of called Doris Harishonim. It's a history work, quote unquote. Most of it dealing, I mean, dealing with Bayashani. The problem with it is as follows. If before you run off to get your set, um, it is written quite out of order. In other words, he deals with topics and issues. So he took on topics that he felt Maskilim had been terribly wrong about. And so it's, it, it doesn't start from the beginning and, uh, and end at the end. It, it, it's all over the place. So if, if, if your ideas in history are not great, then this is, this is only going to confuse you further. He also deals with topics. So he will quote Gretz. And, and Gretz said that to be sure what lived at this time, did this, or whatever it is. And then he will proceed to bring 25, 30 places in Shas that disprove it. And, 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 I mean, mind-boggling amount of information at his command. Um, I remember the f- one of the first times I, I was looking through some of it, I had been learning a mission as Rochim, and he quotes it as a riot or something. Had I had it a thousand times, I wouldn't have had You know, he took out some very anti-fact from it, but he had it as command. It, it, it is stunning. He also read Josephus in his original Greek, and he did something very, very smart. I mean, he, he writes it in Greek, you know, he'll quote it in Greek and then explain it. He also shows you that since Josephus was a very political person, I mean, he, he was Jewish, he worked for the Romans, he, he, he lived in Rome at some point, he, was, he didn't want to be branded a traitor, so in, in different works of Josephus, you get different messages, kind of like a modern-day politician. By comparing the different things that he writes, and showing you where he obviously was playing for the audience, he's able to get at the truth. So he's really, really a stunning, stunning um, work. But he, A, he is, he, um, he writes extremely, extremely deprecating of anyone that stood in his way, including Rashi, including the Malbum. He writes very, very sharp Lashonos against the album and very cynical Lashonos. Basically, his point is as follows, and his point that he's trying to make is an extreme point, but, it, it, you know, he, he does have some magnificent proofs, but at the end of the day, um, it, I don't think that that's... His point, he said, you'd give him me those four, for Tanoim was meaningless. It simply was a way of a mnemonic device to remember stuff. That's all it was. Nothing more, nothing less. Um, it w- which is astounding, because that means that the vast, the big part of our shafts is um, kind of uh, just... Uh, Memory game. Yeah. It, it, it's like sort of to, to polish up. It's like sometimes when you read a modern-day psak of an Israeli secular judge, he will brush it up with a few chazals and a few, you know, psukim and maybe a quote from Bialik or two just to give it sort of a Jewish flavor. Um, but he has two very powerful, he has, he has many rias, the, the muscle. There's a huge sugi in Shabbos, about two pe- blot long, where do we learn Tumas Avodah from? Tumas Avodah is Rabbanan. There is no ifs, ands, and buts about it. And yet the Gemara is looking at Dasan from a Pasuk, and Psukim, and back, and forth, and can learn from here, can learn from there, and so on and so forth. So Rabbi says, well, what are you going to say over here? And he has another subject or two like that, where the Gemara will go to a longer rich or something that's clearly Rabbanan with holidays, not entirely. But he writes very, very sharp. So his point is, his sheet is the other extreme. 
that all of Torah is a Mesorah. The arguments were about, you know, which is the valid Mesorah, and the, the, the Yud Gilmidas, no one was allowed to doubt Yud Gilmidas, therefore they were all wrong, and so on and so forth. That's like what I would say extreme. The Rosh Paul Hirsch has a, um, the Rosh Paul Hirsch, he doesn't, he's dealing with a different issue, but the way he explains it, given me, this seems to be a very plausible middle ground. And um, a, a lot, uh, you know, it's, it's something which really is, 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 um, a lot better. Rosh Paul Hirsch, you'll find it, Sadoros Roshanam, this is, very much in the beginning of this first safe, I think, what I quoted you. For those of you who really do feel that they would like to look into these things and so on, somebody in Israel put out a re- he redid the Dosa Shalom, you can probably still get it. It gets republished every so often. They've also put out a halachic work of his, not on halachic, but on Pilpul, Batim Levadim, on, um, you know, on, on like, Shashmaitzit Ibinyanim. Um, somebody wrote a safe called Vayar Menucha, where he took basically Rebizka Levi's works, m- most important pieces, put them in chronological order, a, a little more structured, and it's a little bit easier. It's only two volumes and, and with an index. It, it's kind of a little more user-friendly of sorts. The Shamsufal Hirsch is to be found in the collected writings. It's volume 5 is the one that deals with a lot of these issues. Now, um, if you thought that Rosh Paul Hirsch was a very a kind of poetic, seeing only the beauty and the brilliance and so on and so forth, have a look at that because this is where he's very, very, very strong, strident. We're s- now we're holding by Rosh Paul Hirsch's sheet there. And like I said before, one thinks that Sam Hirsch is being sweetly poetic and kind of a very, very benign, saintly person, which he is, he was. But the, the, the sad, his kanos and his strength comes out in this volume, actually. And let's just give a little background, because it's, it's a sugi in history. The, the, there was a reform movement. Reform movement basically went and said it's all a bunch of nonsense and um, let's dump the whole thing pretty much and that's how reform went. So, you know, Yerushal Hirsch came in a sense after reform had devastated Germany and he wasn't going to argue with that. He was just going to take people that were lost and bring them closer to Hashem. There wasn't, there wasn't much to fight with the reform anymore. However, uh, there was another movement which became the forerunner, I guess, of the conservative movement today. It's called the Positivist History, and it's Harry Frankel, Krachmol, to some degree, Gretz. Basically, these were people that said Judaism is very, very important. Um, Judaism has a long tradition of thousands of years. You don't play around with it. People who, who made these laws were very wise people to withstood the test of time and um, very, very, very positive, but very clear that they came not from God, but from wise people. Um, some of these people were his own Talmudim. 
um, there was a whole, uh, this is what became, I guess, more the beginning of Yiddish Wissenschaft, um, with Jewish studies, and very similar, I guess, to what the conservative movement was, the JTS uh, is today, or was, uh, or was yesterday. The um, scholarly seeing a lot of value and having a lot of positive feelings about Jewish histories and traditions, but denying that it came from Hashem. The place, and the one that, so he, 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 um, he has a lot of pieces against Gretz, but Gretz was quite clearly not in his camp. It wasn't, there was no Havamina, so he, he tacks him on a lot of historical inaccuracies in the way he writes about Chazal. That takes up a big part of it. He then, his, he reserves the, the strongest and, and attacks against somebody named Zachariah Frankel, who wrote um, an introduction to Mishnah, to Talmud, and that's really where he goes after. The, um, the, the point, the, the, the introduction to the Mishnah starts with a very, very flowery language explaining how wise the men of the Mishnah were and how the making of Jewish laws could only trust the most wisest people and, and very, very flowery language but if you look at it with an open eye, basically the point is, but it's not God's word anymore. Um, he really left out against it. Other Rabbanim defended him. Some Rabbanim defended him, defended Frankel, not him. Um, called him a Kanoi and Chalashem uh, because he wrote it in German. And uh, he responded that he will eat every word of his. All Sky Frank has to say is, I believe that Torah came from Sinai. And I will readily admit that I was, you know, <laughs> that, that, that I was vile and nasty and so on and so forth. Let's just hear that sentence. And um, it never came. S but he does write within the context of that piece, he writes that um, the, the Yudgimon Midos basic function was a double check on the Mesaurus. In other words, the following. Everything that's in Torah Shabal Peh has a remez and a shorish in Torah Shabal The halachas themselves were given misinai, but they also have a drasha, except for a handful that we shall call, that the Gemara calls Lachem Sinai. Lachem Sinai means it has no shorish in Torah Shabal there is nothing we can associate it with. Everything else is associated with something. And that provides for us a very strong double check on the halacha. So two of them are arguing. Each one says, I remember my Rebbe said this, this one says, I remember my Rebbe said that. So we can use Svar to determine which, you know, which one Rebbe said which one did. And then he asks him, Minah Hanimili. A halacha like that has to be someplace. Um, where, do you, where do you think you can dash it from? Says, I dash this passage. No, you don't, because I need it for something else. So, there is, the, the Tanoim and Amoraim could not use Yudgimul Midos to, um, to uh, learn new halachas, but they, it was a very valuable tool in ascertaining the veracity of the old halachas. That's pretty much, he, 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 
No, he's not making that point, Rav Hirsch, but he, but that's the thing that he keeps saying. It, it's as if it, it's very clear that that's how he understood it. So, in my mind, it's a kind of middle ground between the two extremes of everything just being an asmachta ba'alma memory, or um, everybody being able to take out their their dikduk and, and making halachas. That is, those are three approaches to this to, to the Indian over here of uh, how the the drushes work. For to complete, I guess the, the the point, I would like to add another hesber that um, a little bit of Chaimakara says it in in one way, and the Maral says it in another way. Just complete the picture about something about the Rabbanans. The Chaimakara says that the Ikra Melos Betorah is to be Mechabet Torah Shabbat Torah Shabbat Meaning the reason it's 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 not only that Chazal used Yudimomidus as a check, but actually it's very important that when we learn, even when the Chachila learned the, the Halacha, one needed to see it Ramos in Torah Shabbat The Shlemus of Torah requires that Torah Shabbat and Torah Shabbat be inextricably bound together. That is the way in which uh, he described it. The um, the morale says he is sowed, and this is very uh, good yesod for understanding the Rabbonin and drushes for Rabbonins, which Rabbi Yitzchak raised, like we said before. And um, he says the following. In the t- Torah itself has many inyanim, that are Torah correct, but the Torah did not mandate it. For instance, let's take an example. It says, Vizkadastam v'yisem k'toyshim, that one is learned from Mayim Rishon and one is learned from Mayim Rishonim. Both Mayim Rishon and Mayim Rishonim are Rabbanis. No doubt about it. So, why do we learn it from a Pasuk? So, Mal says, it's the other way around. The, the Torah does, does have a concept of Mayim Yisrael Mechonim, but did not mandate it. The Rabbanan mandated it, but um, the Rabbanan had a feel for what the Torah wants, or what the Torah holds to be a real Indian. L'mosel, Tumas Avodah So, by learning it from Psukim, what we're saying is, the Torah describes a Tumas Avodah but doesn't actually mandate it and doesn't put it into the halacha. The Torah wasn't mechai of it. So the chiyuv is rabbanan, and therefore all din rabbanan apply to it, whereas um, the actual uh, but, but the actual mandating of it is that there's rabbanan, but the Torah already spoke of it. So this is kind of a hashlama to, to what um, to the point that we talked about. Later. Yes. That last point, Rebbe, that uh, Ray was speaking about tomorrow, would that only apply to the abundance that come from a public? Probably. In other words, th- there, there were abundance that quite obviously were just zeros and so on. But Rabbanan came along, and, and a very good riot to that, the aviavos of that would be Kriyas Megillah. It says when Esther wanted to read the Megillah, the Chacham said, no, we have a Pasuk that says, you know, Shileshim and Atribeim, that, that three times of Israel, tomorrow will be four times. Then, Hadash Kachudidash, another Pasuk. I mean, she certainly wanted it as a Rabban and not a Doraisa. So first we had a, so first we had a Pasuk with a Raisa not to have it, and then we had a Pasuk with a Raisa yes to have it, but we're talking about a, a clear Rabbanan, 
not not even a shaila. And the answer is, it, it, when the Rabbanan are trying to make an, a, a con- when they're trying to introduce a concept of Kriyas Megillah, so the question is, does is it compatible with the Torah? It, does the Torah have room for Mechias Amalek? So at first we looked at the Pesukim and we said, no, the Torah said thrice there'll be Mechias Amalek, fourth time does not exist. So we can't create a Mechias Amalek a fourth time, Rabbanan. And then they found another Pesuk where, yes, they could do it. So, so it would apply to types of things where they're introducing a new idea, a new concept and so on. So briefly, to sum up, we have the following points. Um, we were speaking about Besna Gadol, we were very comfortable with the idea of uh, of dashing Yudgimel Midas as a way to learn up new things. The Gemara, um, the whole Talmud, uh, Mishnah the Talmud era, which was not a Besna Gadol, uh, while it was going on, could they use Yudgimel Midas? And by extension, I would mean we could use Yudgimel Midas. So we found the Machlokas Rambam and Ramban, um, very hard to pin the Rambam down, whether he's talking, the Rambam on the surface seems to be just saying that you can't, um, you can't ever know from the Gemara by using, when the Gemara does the Pasuk, whether it's a Doraisa, whether it's not Smacht or whatever it is, Ramban argues and says it's a Doraisa, the Rambam and Halacha refers to it, the Sofrim and so on, so that's um, one Machlokas that we, we touched on. We mentioned the Machlokas um, Rashi and uh, Tosfus in Sukkah, whether can every person, and I assume the person we're talking about would be a Tana Mora simply because they had the know-how, can you darshan Sukkim on your own or not? Uh, Rashi says only Kalvachomer because that's sort of a logical Svara, and Tosfus says yes you can. Then we mapped out the three major approaches of the last generation where these topics became very, very, um, it, 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 they became very actual and this people, there was a lot of polemic around it, and that is the um, album who, who gives ironclad dictic rules that basically anyone could have used because they're, they're simply logical dictic rules, very, very sharp and very insightful ones, um, to Rebitzakazi Kalevi who says, the opposite, that everything had to come from a Soros, and these, uh, all the drushes in the, in the Torah are just smachtes balma, to what we saw, what I think Rav Shantzvall Hirsch understood, and I think many others understand it that way, that it is a double-check system. Now, it's every halach in the Torah, it, every halach in the Torah came in itself, and has a place in a drusha we can use that drasha to help us understand the halacha itself as well. Um, just, I guess, to give a few marma comments for reference, on, on these type of topics, there is a um, sefer called Kol Kisri Maratschias. Maratschias was a rav in Europe at the time of some sofer. He was considered, I guess, what we call today modern, modernish, modern orthodox, um, actually, Rev. Kutner's daughter wrote a doctorate on him. He was a very interesting person. But he wrote a safe, it's called, I mean, it's a collective works. They dealt with a lot of these topics about Torah Shaval Pen and so on. It's quite long. It's two volumes. One is Shuvas of his. But it deals with 
a lot of these off topics are Navi Bim Chadash Halachis, Harasha, Amelech, um, Drushes of Chazal, and all of these type of things called Kolkis and Ratzchios. Um, basically, this is these are the these are that deal with all of these things. If we have a few minutes time left, we go in. what? Yeah, we have. Okay, so I would like to go on to an, uh, to be master another topic we raised. And there was the um, the we spoke about Chassimus Talmud. What about for us arguing? with uh, the Shoharach. Uh, you know, Shas, we saw that Chassimus HaShas has its dynamic, and that's that. Um, what about the Shoharach? Uh, is there any, are there any place to today, is there anything today that we can look on definitively and say we cannot argue with it? So, there is actually a um, uh, uh, there's a place where we can deal with it and, and brought down in halach itself. The um, let's let's slowly. The Shulchan himself paskind, and um, the Beis Yosef writes the following. He how did he come to the Shulchan He says that today we can no longer paskin through rias or tainus. And therefore, um, he was going to take the three great poskim, the Rif, the Ravam, the Rosh, and Paskin two against one. That is um, what he uses as a rule of thumb because he doesn't feel we, we, that we, he feels we no longer have the ability to Paskin and Din from the Gemara ourselves. Um, if one of those three didn't have an opinion, it was Machlokas, he would use the Ramban, and the Rashba, and the, and the Ran, and the Mordechai, and so on and so forth. Um, and, uh, and he said if there was a topic that none of the three spoke about, he would try to go, the Lush is, Nifso Kedivriya Chachomim for Somim, Shekos Vodaitem Bedinahu. Bederech Zu, Derech HaMelech Nechoyna Vodas Nechoyna Nechsho. So basically, he says, the right way to Paskin is to go with the um, general with the great Amudi Hara, and that's it. Um, the uh, why did he pick those three? How did he get to those three? He writes Kehem Shloshes Amudi Hara, Asher Beis Yisrael Nishal Emberasim. as a whole. If if you encompass everybody, these are the three great poskim that Chayisol has accepted. The Ramah. Uh, argues obviously, and the Ramah has a safe on the tour called Akimaisha, and his Akdomi writes the following. Um, he says it's very nice that the Beisosiv looked up at the Gdolim and he passed them like the Rif and the Ram on the Rush, but he says, um, I don't think he says, you go Basa Basroi, not Basa Kamoi. Um, what about the great Gaonim that arose afterwards? The Aloha is you pass them like Basroi, and not like Kamoi, and therefore you must take in the opinion of the later Polskim. And he says, besides which, he, he simply disregards the Minhag of Ashkenaz, that um, they all go with Toysvist and the Maram and the Rav Yor, 
and, and the Mordechai, and the Ashri, and the Balatur, and so on and so forth. So, um, and he says, I don't understand, he says, we, we have the great post in Ashkenaz, the Azaruah, the Mordechai, and so on and so forth, and um, therefore he says that we, Bnei Ashkenaz, should not go like them, and therefore he made his safe as Aslamah to it. So, it's very, I, I guess, if you, if you needed to ask yourself, um, what is the uh, gather, so to speak? Um, why? So, so what binds us? Can we pass enough like the shoharuch? Um, that's sort of the, the the issue. And the the shoharuch, its validity, the way himself writes, is because of this is the poskim the Karsal has accepted. So, let's say they were to change. In other words, is it is it in any way different than having uh, poiskim that are let's say all the poiskim they would start doing differently? Lamashal, and here we have something that that is very shaykh, The Mognavram and the Taz and 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 the all you know all the later Nosekel would poiskim not like Ramah, not like the Shoharuch. So possible it would it, it would change. In other words. We, we, we do do, in other words, where the Nosekalim disagree with Ramah and the Shoharach, we go with them. What I've always found interesting, and I don't have an answer for it, is, so how do I know, I mean, the first people that did this, that changed from Shoharach, whatever it is, the Mograv Ram, whoever argued, Lechura was doing something wrong, or was he not doing something wrong? In other words, I understand the general concept that you go Basura Rove, or this passion of Minhag, but I'm not quite sure how the Minhag got started. I have the same issue actually with the, um, it, you know, it, 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 we have Takanis and Xeris that were not Mispashit. Um, and therefore the Ramam says if they're not Mispashit, they're not Chal. Uh, or they can be overthrown, whatever. But what does it mean not Mispashit? Like who was the first Shagits to say no? I, I don't have a clip. There is one more place where what is considered to be normative halacha is mentioned. This is a very important place. It is in Choshen Mishpat, Simen Chavhei. Over there the halacha is, a, let's say a dying made a mistake. It does he have to pay or not. Can you reverse this psaac and so on. So I'm going to read, um, it says as follows. If there is a mistake, a dayan that paskins is in moments. If he paskins against a mafurisha mishnah gemara or divrei haposkin, that's what he calls it. A dinim mafurisha be mishnah be gemara or be divrei haposkin, chosa hadin vidona isak halacha. The 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 you you repaskin it. So in other words, the Dayan Fagadam Furish is Sif or certainly Gemara, repasses it. Miu, he says, Hagot, there are more, argues. Uh, doesn't argue, but he qualifies it. Miu, he says, Yesh Omrim, Dimnira le Dayanel of Neidoro, Mikoach Rayos Muchrochos, She'ena Ding Muchros Poskim. Let's say the Poskim, the Rambam, and, and the Rif is on Rotat. But the Dayan and the people of the generation feel that they made a mistake. 
You can argue. Because it's not mentioned in Gemara. The Torah brings it from the Rosh, he says. Mikomakomi says, the Ramah, um, you should not be makele and not paskum like the sperm that have been spashed in Kaisal and become a kubla Kaisal. Imlosha kibul me rabosov she nogin kol sechumra. Unless he he, he was mekalpim rabosov that you don't go with sechumra. Now, the, the, the problem with this is it's so difficult to quantify any of it. Um, that's clear. That we have no problem with. But then he says, Obedivri ha Who those Polskim are? Who determines what a Polskik is? Um, what gives him the status of a Polskik and so on? Blank. The Ramos says, however, if he thinks, if he has rights against the Polskim, you can argue. He ought not to do it. So that means the following. He... Um, Technically, he can do it, and he doesn't have to repask him, he doesn't have to pay. He ought not to do it. It's not appropriate to do it, unless it's a Kalmi Rabbo. So, was his Rabbo doing right or not? Um, very, very hard to figure out what that means exactly. The, um, the Goyen in, over there in Simachov says, why is it that after... The Goyen says that you can argue on the Goonim, and it doesn't mean himself, he means the uh, Goonim of Talmud, you can't add to the Gemara or take away from the Gemara, certainly not to argue, um, which is very not clear what he means, he says you can't argue on Dita. So what it means that you can't add or take away, not clear in the Goyen. Yes. Doesn't the Goyen argue on the Gemara in places as well? No, the Goyen never argues. The Gemara, the Goyen argues on Rishonim. Never argues on the Gemara. Fakir, the Goyen goes very stark. The Goyen will go with um, Gemaras against um, other, against Rishonim. What is not uncommon in Shacharach is the Beisios, the Mechaba, will go with Dina the Gemara. The Ramah will bring Minhagi Ashkenaz, which many times are different than the Gemara. And the Goyen will, will be noted to the Beis Yosef because it's Dina the Gemara. Uh, it seems to be not uncommon uh, in, in, in the Dark Yapsak. So this is a whole area, and the Chazanish writes in a letter, uh, like, the Chazanish writes in a letter that there are certain people that we look to as the Matike Ashmua, and the Goyen and the Shacharach. In other words, for us, the, 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 in, in the, and this is, I guess, the Chaznish kind of Lishitoso, that even the Gemara itself, it's just that there was a sense that the Mesorahs went through there. And um, so, so if we, if we def- basically, there's a sense that there has been a Mesorahs. And it's not... You know, when a person comes along, digs up a rish in some place that never was part of the main Masoretic high school, we do have Masoretic. We have the, Ra- the Rif, we have the Rambam, we have the Rosh, we have the Tur, we have the Besosif, we have Shachar, we have Ramah. There has been Kalal Yisrael's Masoretic. 
Um, there are very interesting shittas, all sorts of shittas, but they don't seem to be part of the service. Uncle Panim, um, I did leave off a, a few things that are unclear, and um, they are actually unclear. I mean, just, I, I, I think it's important at least to know where and what. So when somebody says you can't argue with Aruch and Ramah, the truth is um, there are places where you argue, and the cloud is where there seems to be a huge consensus of Polskim, you go by Sebastian. Um, any one individual would not go against the Unagi with Kamoy, but when there's a large consensus, you do seem to be able to go with it. So that takes care of a second point, and then um, we'll move on to Mitzvah next week. But I wanted to cover the, basically the two areas we covered to finish up. You give me this in times at Gemara, how that worked, and today, what becomes binding. So the Gemara, the Shas, Chsimus Shas is seems to be based on the Gemara that Ravina and, and, and Ravasha Sofhara and uh, that's, you know, that's the Gemara, that's the basis for it and we've, last week we saw different shittas in it and after the Gemara there is something that the Shochara um, calls Divriya Polskim um, which is obviously something that's hard to quantify there is the Ramah that says that's not absolutely binding and like the guide says, that the absolutely binding is only the Gemara, but it's something that a person should bear in mind and not paskin differently, unless the Ramach says he has a Masoras from his Rebbe. Very fascinating piece, but that, I, I think that's just the slamest opinion. Okay.